It's a daily talk show, everyone. What up, um, everybody? You might you might hear a bit of difference in Josh's audio because he's coming to you live from the Com Games. Yeah, live from the sunny sunshine. Wait, is it the sunshine? The Gold Coast. The Gold Coast. The Gold Coast is. What's the difference between the Sunshine Coast and the Gold Coast? Well, I think there is um, Sunshine Coast is like down past the Gold Coast. I actually like the Sunny uh, Coast not, uh, more so than the Gold Coast. So like up I towards think, Noosa, I think that's yeah. the Sunshine Coast up that way. Because um, I um, at the moment, let me just look on a map where I actually am. Uh, so I'm staying, yes, uh, I've just decided to come up and... They, uh, they were saying there weren't many people at the Com Games, and you know I hate crowds, so I'm like, <laughs> if it's quiet, <laughs> I might actually like it. You you were seen to be supporting Australia, but only in the way that you no. see fit. <laughs> yeah, and apparently um, someone was saying that normally um, during Easter, they're at, um, I think it's like 110% capacity or something, like in population-wise or something, and for the first time in 17 years it's, it's been like the lowest um amount of people during that time and yeah. like the com games because they told everyone to get out they're like guys plan ahead this is gonna be fucking crazy well they also said that this is gonna increase um you know uh, revenue in restaurants and you know hotels and then there's been a bit of an issue well there's just i heard a guy on the plane saying that um he's got a rental place up here and um, yeah, they, they no one was renting it out. They were a guy, a volunteer, told me yesterday that they're only at like thirty percent capacity at the moment. Like it's literally gone the other way. Mm-hmm. I keep and I've been um, staying with my mate Nasan, who's uh, moved here, and I feel like I. I take a lot of joy in when these things go down. I'm just like, mate, there's so much room. It's like, this is great. There's just like, there's no lines or the cabin. Where do you want to go? We can go anywhere. It's, uh, it's an interesting place, the Gold Coast. What's your first? Um, um, well, the service paradise is where I am. So Nason described it as a bit like um, it gets a bit of hate from people. Yes. Because uh, it's a bit touristy. But he just wanted something just fucking that has that experience. But um, for me, it feels very much like uh, the areas that we've been in feels a bit like Florida. Yeah, you sort of have um, you have these two uh, two sort of competing things. You've got like retirees and young people. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's an, you, int- it's, an interesting, it's the closest you get to really having um, like America. You have yeah, twenty different types of Americans because they change from um, East Coast to West Coast. Like it's dramatic in the in their voice and you know even look and the way they dress. And so Gold Coast, I feel, is like the it gets towards the Australian that international people think Australians are like a bit more yeah. boganish, which it isn't a bad thing. I love I love Broad Beach, which is like the next um, suburb on from. Uh, surface paradise i that's where i stay if i go up there it's a, just a bit quieter and um and it's near the it's near the casino not that i gamble but i yeah i really liked it it's mate you go up in melbourne in australia winter time you can go to the gold coast and it's fucking warm it's so good yeah so um anyway i've not watched one bit of the com games 
And either of way, to be honest, like well, I was meant to go to the boxing, but they sounds like oh no, I couldn't get tickets, and, and that's sort of like the important part of the whole experience is just for Fuck. me to be able to get tickets. He invites you yeah. up to the Gold Coast. We're going to the boxing. <laughs> you get there, and he's like, "We're just going to Hollywoods." Yeah, exactly. Has Nathan been to, to Hollywoods? Like, no, I don't think so. Ask what, him if he's Hollywood? been to Hollywoods. Is that like? Is it like Hard Rock Cafe or something? <laughs> Hollywood's is the like famous strip club on the on the strip ah. in um in the Gold Coast. I've never been there. I've just heard stories from Hollywood's. Um, yeah, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's um fact there's also you know you're talking about people looking different. I reckon um, Nissan described it as people are super healthy, mm. but they're not wanky about it. You've got like, yeah. it's sort of like healthy bogans. Like they were doing health before it became cool maybe. Oh, the further you go and then it probably gets to a point because it gets too fucking hot up up the um, east, east coast of Australia. But the further you go, mm. people are just healthier. Like compared to from Melbourne to Sydney. Sydney, there's just the, the climate's more conducive to being outdoors and the walks around, you know, the eastern suburbs are fucking outrageous. Like I live in St Kilda. No one's – there's maybe one or two people out in the morning running along the, the, the water. In yeah. Sydney, there's hundreds every morning. It's just – and then you go up, you're right. It's like I've got um, – my mum, uh, my mum's old best friend, actually they're still best friends, um, Josie. Who know, this is this is a, a name drop. Um, yeah. Josie Ansett and Bob Ansett. Bob's dad was the guy who created Ansett Airlines, and they, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so I've mum went to mum worked at a, a budget rent a car with mm-hmm. um, Josie, and Bob was the yeah. uh, Bob was the owner. Um, okay. and, um, so he's a, you know, long time entrepreneur and anyway, they live up on the, um, sun, sunny coast, like, uh, near Noosa, mate, mm-hmm. they have been, they swim every single morning. They, yeah. Bob runs like, and, but you, it's, my point is, it's just like the climate, you can swim every morning. The fucking water's that warm. You want to be outdoors. The sun's shining. It's, and so the further you go, it's like, you can imagine that is just being embedded in their just culture. The yeah, the lifestyle, surfing, more active. Fuck, it's good. California. You definitely is- notice it. Mate, I feel like I could imagine you making this move around here. I could live on the sunny coast. I wouldn't live in surfers, but I'd live. I could yeah. live in um further down, Malulaba, yeah. more the quieter spots where the good surf is. But I, mate, I'd just become a leathery fucking dude who walks around in his speedos, just loving it. That's- yeah, actually, I'm sure Hawaii, like, you know, Hawaii and stuff would have the same thing, right? Like, I've got yeah. a friend well, from Hawaii. California. Just, it's yeah, like California. The coast of California is fucking outrageous. It's yeah. so good. No, but I, um, um, I've been getting out of my comfort zone already, though. The- asking where the toilet is? <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually, we, um, we went to a, a live show last night. I don't know if you saw my Insta stories. It was like a rapper. So you did go to Hollywood? Like, no, no. It was a. It was an open. It was actually really funny. It was a. Um, it was a cool event. It was to celebrate Nelson Mandela's hundredth birthday, and they had all these sort of African performances. But then you had um, the MC was really funny. Like he he reminded me of what I would be like if I was an MC. 
Explain. Like, well, you've got like all of these real cool Africans doing this fucking sick music. And then he comes out and is like, hey, everyone, yo, give a big Gold Coast welcome to this next guy. Like, is, is everyone ready to party? Oh, <laughs> so, no. so I wasn't the whitest guy at the event. He was. But the um, when uh, the, when the performances were on, they were, there was um, some amazing acts. There was one called uh, a performer named Moonchild, and she was sick. And she was like, like twerking and shit, like getting right into it. And you could see that the director that was um, directing the cameras, like that was sort of switching between the cameras on the the live thing must have been told, um, don't be graphic. Like you try and um, keep this as tasteful as possible. (laughs) So every time you like turn to a camera and start like going crazy on a twerk or something, and you just see him quickly switch the camera you know that you have basically described the experience of going to a strip club a bogan on a bogan mc aussie guy and yeah. working it's got that vibe but it was like it was amazing but what was the comfort zone came from uh no son telling me oh man let's uh he saw uh, some of his friends uh and, and they were all going into like the close to the stage where everyone was sort of like getting into the dancing and stuff. And he's oh, like, okay. Oh, come along. So then I was sort of went from rigid outside watcher, really enjoying it to in like one of the dancing people in the, in the front. And I, Have you, are you, do you dance? I've ne- I, could, I, I don't know. For some reason I don't imagine you dancing. Well, I would dance. I dance ironically. Like if I'm at like a like this. I remember a friend's wedding video. There's some awesome. There's a. I don't think there was probably a montage. I know that the they were filming me for a long time doing a whole set. But the um the no not not if it's ironic and it's me being a bit goofy. Yes, That's what Jules Lund the- does. Jules Lund ironic yeah. dances like, but he owns it. I think it's because yeah. he's fucking probably thinking about being a shit dancer. <laughs> well, yeah, so I, but then this was more like, bop, like everyone's like, you know, like if you're at an event and they say, everyone put your hands up. Like my, every part of my body says, don't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah, I'm not yeah, a follower. Yeah. And then you sort of slowly sort of just like, it starts off with like a head scratch and you're like fucking, and then all of a sudden your hands up in the air. It's like, oh, here we go. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I felt like I was a little bit rigid, but I was moving around. And then I caught a glimpse of myself um, on the, um, the camera because they were like cutting to different people. And I actually looked way cooler than what I thought I was. So I was, I was happy with that. I think um, the, the way you think you look is always so different to how you actually look. Yeah, I mean, that, that can come across in the other way. I thought I was doing some awesome, awesome dancing one night at this wedding. Amy was like, "That's outrageous," <laughs> but I owned it. Oh. Man, it was so good though. It was like um, the performances. There was another uh, group called KOG, and they were just sick. They were just like, it was. I don't even know how to describe it. It was like um, there was South African music. It was West African music, but it was um, like drumming and shit and then just like um just heaps of uh like sick dancing i don't know how to describe it they've, this is they've put this event on because of the com games in in yeah or are they just celebrating mandela up on the gold coast every, well, every no, no. 
this is part of, no, I don't know if that's a Gold Coast thing, but the, uh, no, the, the 2018 festival. So I guess that's part of like Com Games. They're doing all of these different things. We've actually got uh, uh, a friend of Nathan and I who we filmed, we got to know when we were filming her in Canada. I remember I did that African dancer oh, yeah. um, video. She's up here at the moment and they had a, um, it's like this, uh, don't know what you describe it like an installation mm. where she would um, that for an hour they go in a um, uh, in like a big glass container type thing and they fill it up with water and they actually go like from top to bottom water so that you'll see, she'll spend like a couple of minutes completely just submerged dance like doing this whole performance that's weird and she did it for forty five minutes. Jeez. Oh, it was, it was maybe even longer. Do you reckon she took, took a piss week. in the water? Yeah, you, you'd have to, wouldn't you? <laughs> Actually, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. But the um, uh, it's funny. What, what I find funny about the, these types of events is just what you look at. For me, I'm always looking at like, uh, I'm see, you know, we're talking uh, yesterday about how I'll um, – create these stories about people. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're still um, doing it. I mean, it's only been a day. Yeah, I know. I'm trying not to do it as much, but I just saw like a guy with his FS7 filming the event. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what he's thinking. This is what he's doing. Okay, he's trying like, – like just d- playing that. And then, okay, what's the uh, – he got told off by – the director of a show because he was like in front of a line. I was like, oh, I wonder if he cares. That type of thing. Uh, anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's it's good just to um, to be uh, to near near the water. Do you think that will be eventually what you do? I feel like you are the guy who will eventually make that move. Yeah, to the water. Yeah, because uh, you got St Kilda now. Yeah, I, any I mean, other than living in Shepherd, and it's it's been a priority of mine having some sort of water near me. There's just something about it, something yeah. refreshing, and just in the morning, if you can just get in that water, it sets, oh, it's like an, it sets you up. But I guess there's people that just love inland and love the cold and don't like um, don't like that. But I know for me, it, it's a bit it helps when you surf to actually want to be doing something active near the water. You just don't do you think. Was that? I was just going to say, do you think that you like what sort of diet do you reckon coastal vibe has like, you, like what would yeah what would you eat if you lived sort of near the beach all the time? Probably, probably the same thing if you're actually active you want to yeah. um you i find when i'm active i want i make better choices in terms of what i eat but here's a weird thing more fruit i feel like i would naturally eat more fruit salads <laughs> no I, i've lived near bondi i didn't eat more fruit there was one thing from surfing as a kid that it's probably just because I've associated doing this with surfing. But when I used to be a kid and surf, dad used to make peanut butter sandwiches for us to have yeah. after the surf. And now mm-hmm. I just fucking all I think about when I'm surfing is getting out and having a peanut butter sandwich. And it's really, like, oh, it's the best. Because you get this kind of your mouth is like so salty from all the water and you're just oh, like, cool. So fucked energy wise. White bread. Oh, whatever, whatever it be. I'd choose healthy okay, bread sure. now, but I can't remember. Probably it was probably healthier bread than white. My parents mm-hmm. were very much um, into uh, grains and you know good stuff. But um, 
Yes. I got a couple of emails that I wanted to talk about just uh, just to touch on from uh, when uh, who's a listener of the podcast said the difference between arrogance um, and confidence is arrogance comes from too much external validation. This is going back to our um, previous app. And also Michelle said that it was um, arrogance comes from ego. Yeah. So I just thought that that was, uh, that was an interesting point. Good segue from peanut days. butter sandwiches. Is that what you thought? Look, yeah, look, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. It's the, <laughs> I, <was talking> about <laughs> the I want to talk about something happened a couple of days ago. Confidence. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. What else is new? What's happening in your world? What have uh, I missed? It's been, you know, yeah. Been left on the table. What have I missed? Yeah, nothing, Matt. It's um, very windy in Melbourne this morning. It's a bit funny. It's a bit like um, okay. it feels like a big storm's coming, but I don't think it will. It's just fucking okay. itself this so morning. So do we agree that we can talk about weather if we're in different parts of the world? Yeah, Is well, I'm painting a picture. It's like yeah, it sure. almost feels like um, – hang on. I think – is it autumn? I don't fucking know. There's leaves everywhere. It's fucked. Anyway, Punt Road was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, um, segwaying out of that to nothing that, to segue to, so it's not really a segue, listening to a podcast with the guy who founded FUBU. You, did don't you wear FUBU? No. For don't even you, know the brand. For you by us. No. Fuck, you would totally know the FUBU clothing when you see it. Like there would have been a time we were growing up, kids would have been rocking FUBU. F-U-B-U? Yeah, type it in. You'll know it straight away. Okay. They're, like the branding's very bold and prominent on all of their old old attire. It was a bit it was a bit gross. But the guy who started it, he um he basically started it for the um the oh, it was like the rap culture. So I was mm-hmm. in the rap world back in the day. And, um, they actually have auto play music on their like rap songs on their website. Oh, do they? Yeah, but yeah. So go on. So they created it for the music, like for rappers. Yeah, for that sort of that era when you know rap and that culture was massive and and sort of coming into limelight. And um, anyway, he's worth quarter of a bill now and um it was a business focused podcast <laughs> you're gonna say man worth quarter of a mil <laughs> quarter of a, he's worth he's worth 250 <laughs> fucking hell um yeah go on listen to the potty it's it's it was the how i built this so it was all about oh, okay. how he built his business yeah and, um fuck amazing story his mum put up uh, you know a, took out a mortgage on their house took out like um equity on the house to, to fund it so that, you know, his mum could have lost the house. But anyway, it paid off big and he's just a classic entrepreneur starting from nothing and just having an idea. But he, he's the kind of guy he is. He did the math um, because he was around when the crack epidemic started in the States yeah. and uh-huh. he did the math of a five-year earning capacity of a drug dealer versus the five-year yeah. earning capacity of, of working at McDonald's. Yeah. And he chose to work at McDonald's because he did the he did the math and it didn't work out. He said that really? you, know, you go to jail for two years, there's loss of income, three you know, always watching your back. So and he, and like that's oh, the that's the kind of guy he is. Anyway, he was talking about goals, goal setting. Mm-hmm. And he said one thing about how he just it was like a passing comment. He's like, you know, like I, I set the goal very low and uh, you know, mm-hmm. this and this. But I was like fucking thinking about setting goals low and yeah. I, I know I fucking do it and I know you probably do 
but it's in terms of like because you you work out it's like you're too smart for your own good work out oh this is why it probably wouldn't happen if I set that bigger goal and 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 I mean listening and like we say when we're dealing with companies that are worth a lot of money it's like they're having the same thinkings as we are but this guy who's built a you know probably sold a billion dollars worth of clothes in his life and he was thinking oh i'll just like setting little fucking goals for his business and Mm -hmm. and and i was just reflecting on that for me it's like fuck it i i seriously think that i haven't set goals high enough well, yeah, I think that this is the, here's the here's the thing I think on this right. So I was filming um, Dr. Jason Fox, an organizational psychologist. I think is sort of what he does, and a guy named uh, Michael Bungay Stainer. He actually was um, <laughs> say that again. Michael Bungay Stainer is his name. He's got a uh, he's got a he's done like um like an uh, he's done ted talk he's done talks at google's google's at google's Google's. he's an he's a um he's an author he's got a company called box of crayons i met him for the first time a couple of uh weeks ago filming him for this podcast they're working on and um it just so happened that i was listening to the podcast called the accidental creative and he was on there and he's been on it like three times and he's actually from he an australian who uh spent time in the uk went to one of the real fancy unis fucking smart dude Mm. and then now lives in toronto but um yeah he uh he has a book called what was it called the coaching habit um and yeah the funny thing is you know when you meet someone you have no idea really much about them and then um they start popping up everywhere and you're yeah. like, fuck, they're so aligned with what you're about. So anyway, he, uh, uh, him and Dr. Jason Fox working on a, um, a podcast. It's going to be really releasing information soon about it, So I think I'm okay to talk about it, but it's talking about paradoxes, right? So this idea that, you know, advice that you get from um, th- this advice. Okay, so we had a, a slight uh, fuck up just then. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think my yeah. AirPods went. You were talking about uh, the para- the the paradigms. No, the the paradox. So paradox. The paradox. I think. In fact, the the definition of a paradox. Just so I don't fuck this up. A paradox is a seemingly absurd or contradictory statement or proposition, which, when investigated, may prove to be well-founded or true. So the point being that, so the, the one paradox that I find really easy to understand is the paradox of choice, mm. right? So there's an awesome old TED talk about it, which is that um, you would think that the more choice we have, the happier we are because we have more options. Mm. But it turns out that more choice makes us fucking anxious and we don't do things. So a good example, Netflix, you have lots and lots of choice. You can pick whatever you want, but it doesn't make life easier. It's actually easier if you just turn on the TV and there's something on there and you can just watch it. So that's, that's like paradoxes. The paradox uh, that you're talking about, I think is, um, People as and bring it back to Michael Bungay Stainer and uh, Dr. Jason Fox because what they are going to be 
um, exploring are these paradoxes. So there is uh, a statement which is uh, set your goals high, right? Because if even if you make it three quarters of what, the way there, you will um, you're going to go further than what you thought. Yeah. So that's one, right? And by the sounds of it, was that what the uh, dude of Fobo or whatever the fuck it's called, Foho, Foyo? He wasn't even really trying to get a lesson across. He just had stated that he said it so low. And yeah. looking at his success and what he had is like, he was. He almost just said it as like, fuck, I should have been setting these higher. I didn't realize that I could do that. So, I, you know, I set so it down. So what did you take out of it? What's well, the action? What did you do? I took out of it that this guy who managed to get success set his goals so low. And yeah. if I'm setting them low, why can't I have success? Why can't I? I could. There's a potential that I create a big success for myself, even though I set mm-hmm. my goals low, but why don't I set them high and have, yeah, a, diff- so, and have a different conversation and- in my own head? Like allow myself to be, you know, why can't I make a living making videos that I want about things that I like and and just literally wake up every day and do what I want in term, in that space. And exactly. I don't know, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how to do it yet. But mm-hmm. I definitely feel myself gravitating away from having that goal and and verbalizing that goal because I'm because I start thinking, oh, you know, the business, nah, you know, all these things come up yeah. for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think that's the, like that's the point is. So, for instance, you, you're taking that, okay, well, like I'm doing those smaller goals. Maybe if I just do bigger goals, then it's, um, you know, you're, you're going to get bigger results. And I guess the point of it is that there's diminishing returns with these types of things, like in the sense that if you set a goal really high, then you can become paralyzed with not knowing what the first step is. Mm. Whereas the, the small, smaller goals allow, it's like Tim Ferriss talks about, he has really low um, requirements in regards to how much he's going to write. So if he's writing a book, he'll say, I only need to write one page a day. And then he ends up writing four, five, six, a dozen pages. Yeah. The point is that he's made the goal so low that he'll smash through it, which will then give him call back to confidence, give him the confidence to continue on. Mm. I even feel like I'm doing a lot of work. Like I'm putting in the work for my own personal content and and make I feel like I'm making progress, right? But still, yeah. you know, I, I see the person who's not doing anything, sets a big goal and then doesn't mm-hmm. do anything because it's paralyzing to think about how much work they have to do. I yeah. feel like even though now I've got the ball rolling, I'm doing a lot, I've got my business and I still feel like I'm restricted in my own head of far, as far as the the goal, the big vision or the big goal that I can even verbalize. Um, well, I wrote down, you know, like I was talking to you on the phone the other day about that mentor stuff too because I really want to be a good mentor, a big coach or whatever, a good coach or whatever you want to call it. And um, some of the things that I was thinking about were – um, I'll just go to my notepad, which, by the way, I have been using. Thank you. Uh, day, what are we at? Day four, day five. Um, uh, but it's it's around the um, 
back. I can't even find it. But the, the point that I'm wanting to make is the uh, it's gone completely blank. Can't do two things so at you, once. So the men- mentoring thing, you wrote out something, a goal, or oh yeah, uh, mentoring the oh yeah, the, the abstract goal, right? So I, I was talking to you about this the other oh, day yeah. on the phone, which is like you know, we might be mentoring someone. They're like, I want to be making Hollywood films. And that, that's like a real, that's a big goal. But the thing is that no one ever goes from, or you typically won't go from doing a course on filmmaking to then get to that. Mm. So it's being able to like break it down into bite-sized chunks and say, okay, well, this is the, this is the part, this is the direction I want to go into but it might take 10 years to do it. Um, mm. And I think that that's the same with all the stuff that we're doing as well, right? Where it's like, it's um, uh, it's all working towards, uh, it's working towards these bigger goals and we have to do this friction, doing this other work is going to help us when we get there. Mm. And maybe even it's not the goal thing. Maybe it's, I mean, yeah, it's a goal thing, but maybe it's like, because if you've, I know you have, but I think a lot of people would struggle sitting down and really thinking about blue sky, what they want to do, the life they yeah. want to have, what's a perfect day to them, yeah, um, what does success look like to me, and that all that shit is fucking like super hard to get out of your head because the yeah. the lizard brain's going no, but you don't have that money or. You know, traveling, you've got that family. <laughs> you've got that yeah. family. You've got a family. That all those things. Family. Don't get me started on that family. We've oh, all got one. The dead weight. Um, um, yeah, tell me about it. But no, the, on, on that, definitely, here's a recommendation. I fucking love that the podcast, The Accidental Creative, the latest one with Michael Bungay-Stainer, I'm like uh, become a massive fan and what he's all about because in his book, the coaching habit, he talks about um, all these different questions that you have to ask, right? It's this idea that you need to be asking more questions and giving out less advice, which is the whole thing that I've been, like it's so funny that that happened because Bree um, was doing some problem solving the other, the other day and I literally just, rather than doing what I always do, which is like just throw a bunch of advice. Like you need to do this. You need to have this conversation. You should go over here, do that. I reckon this is the best approach. Mm. I was like, okay, like uh, what it's questions like, what do you want? What is it that you're wanting to like, what are you wanting to change? What are you actually trying to like, what's the end game? Mm. And then why, why do you care about this or what? And asking those questions and uh, Michael Bungay Stainer, that was one that they specifically spoke about on the Accidental Creative podcast, which was, um, uh, what do you want? Yeah. And his point being that the reason that we don't normally ask people, what do you want in life, is because we might be scared of their answer. Mm. If a boss says to you, what do you want, the response might not include them or the company yeah. in it. Yeah. And, and so it, 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 it takes a certain amount of courage to do it. But, yeah, I would yeah. highly recommend, even if you're not into, like, self-development stuff, he's really on this trajectory of discovering how to have adult-to-adult relationships, as he calls it. Mm. That's because, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. I even feel like 
talking to you about what I want. I feel like I even throw things in there like, oh, but Josh will think this. It's like Mm -hmm. it's so funny how you do that in your own head. Like our minds work so quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like the literally – and we also see any question as a criticism as well in some Mm. cases. (laughs) Um, And sometimes they are. And it's like projecting like a, a, a very, very low level example is when this mic thing's fucking up and you say, oh, why didn't you bring your USB mic? And it's a fucking good question. No, I and actually like thought about question. it this morning when I was on yeah. the way. Pardon? I actually thought about it this morning when I was on the way. Yeah, but it was never a criticism. Yeah, no, but that's, and that's the thing, right? And then like from an internal point of view, it's a question that I've been asking myself. And so yeah. people, people have bad reactions to those types of things too. And they then project. It's like, well, I didn't bring it because I fucking know that. Yeah. And I know in that moment, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I should, yeah, I should have brought it. I fucked it. I brought the wrong gear. But um, man, the one thing that this little, like this little trip's done has been, I uh, spent, I normally sleep on planes. I couldn't sleep. It was an early flight. So it was like mm. 6 a.m. flight. Did you have a uh, coffee? The Gold Coast. Yeah, I did. Oh, it fucks me. I, I cannot have a coffee if I'm trying to go to sleep on a plane. I just yeah. start. So I'd, I'd had a coffee and I had some like cheese and stuff in the lounge. Anyway, the interesting thing was um, I just used that time to um, – I wrote some like headings, which was like, you know, what do I want? Define the success of a project. Mm. And then um, – uh, and then a few other things. I think some of the stuff that I've been really sort of thinking about is um, specifically on a pro- project that I've been thinking about or a style of project that I've been thinking about for a long time. I've sort of said, I feel like I need to make it quietly rather than sharing and losing the steam. Mm. I think that that's like such a common thing for creative people where it's like, um, you become that gunner person. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that thing and get excited and mm. you never end up doing it. Yeah. In our space, you like the the thing you create could be the thing that changes your life completely. Yeah. Like I, I feel like there has been videos that have changed the course of where I'm going. Fucking one yeah. of those, the O-bike thing. I told you about that message I got last night. Yeah. So I, I'll just quickly recap the story. I got this. I posted a video on my um, on my Facebook page that one of my next door neighbor's house burning down, and this uh-huh. guy wrote on it. His name was like Bob. He just wrote what because I the status was the the caption was um, one minute watching Netflix, next minute putting my neighbor's or fighting a fighting my next door neighbor's fire with a hose, and he yeah. wrote what, what were you watching? And I wrote Jessica Jones. Um, but it was the fire was actually more entertaining. Anyway, <laughs> I then get a message on my Facebook page. Yeah. Personal message. It said, dude, it was from this guy named Bob. He said, dude, I love your work. Take a look at mine. This is my show. I'm the sheriff. Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix. I have a couple more shows I'm producing. Let's talk sometime. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that seems weird. And I clicked onto it. It was a show called Longmire. They've got six seasons and it's on Netflix. Yeah, cool. And I watched the trailer and I was like, fuck, this dude, Bob, it's not his real name. Bob's like a fake name on Facebook. Anyway, yeah. the dude, he's like, he was the fucking um, one of the agents in the Matrix years ago. 
Yeah, cool. I, 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 now I need to watch The Matrix. And so I, I, I knew this guy, but never knew his name. He wasn't the main. He wasn't the main agent. But yeah. I then watched the trailer of it. I was like, "Fuck, man, this dude's badass." His name, his real name's Robert Taylor. Yeah, um, and he's an Australian actor. He'd probably be. I think he's like fifty-five. Yeah. Went to Whopper where Hugh Jackman went. And so I just had a look at his IMDb. And I was fucking like blown away. This dude, and I thought it was fake to start with. And I said, I said, thanks, man. You're a badass in that show right up my alley. I'm going to start watching yeah. it. Um, would love to talk. How did you come across my stuff? Thanks for the message. He wrote, the O-bike thing. I was, <laughs> I was working in Santa Fe, pissing myself at it. I showed it to a lot of people. And then yeah. – um, I basically, I said, thanks, man. I'll, I'll be forever known as the O-Bike guy. Oh, well, could be worse. Um, and I sent my my number and email and he said, I'll call you when I'm back in town. But I was like, how crazy is like, you, the, the I don't even know what you're talking about when you're saying some project. It's like you could make that and it would change everything for you. Well, it's like, like uh, and the reason that I didn't say this because I just, I feel like I always say it and it loses steam. It's just like my documentary stuff, right? Like mm. it's just that long, long form doco. How long? Like I've been saying that I've wanted to do long form doco for. Since you were 10. Uh, um, so now I don't have to do it because I've told everyone. But the, um, no, I think this is the, that paradox again, right? So yeah. you're realizing that this small thing that you did had this big, or like the O-bike video has potentially started this new relationship or whatever it is, and it's like a new opportunity. So then the risk is that we all these things, every little thing that we do could lead to something big. Mm. However, we can't treat it that way because if we treat everything as this is going to be the thing that's going to be the big thing mm. or this is, this is going to create this big opportunity, we then become paralyzed because we think if you if you were told hey these people are going to see your video that you made this is where it's going to go all of yeah. these types of things you wouldn't have done it in like a few days no, I, I think and i think i i know this and i get to work without that in my mind because i know here's the thing for me i know that i won't create if i'm thinking that so uh-huh. all the things I have done have literally like just me being really interested in the thing that I'm doing or yeah. feeling shit about it and still just putting it out anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, I want to give a shout out to Trevor Long. Trevor Long, tech, a tech dude, been doing it for years and years and years. If you are in Australia and watch any form of media, when especially around the coverage of Apple events, he's the guy, he's the go-to Australian guy that when Apple releases something, he's over in fucking Cupertino or whatever, showing the iPhone and doing it, you know, showing all the features. Anyway, I got a call. Um, Trevor and I have been in contact online for like since early days of Twitter. And um, I got a call from him yesterday mm. basically saying, mate, I've been listening to the podcast and I love it. Listen to six episodes in the last, you know, week, and um, man, I was chuffed. And awesome. so, for one, thank you, Trevor. But two, the power of just fucking t- reaching out to someone who 
you know, if you're consuming someone's content or you're liking what someone's doing, encouragement, I think, can do amazing things. Well, you can feel pretty, like you feel like no one's actually listening. You can feel like no one's watching and you can see views, but people do. Like, I mean, all you need is like the right people to be listening and watching. doesn't matter about the huge view count for things to change. I don't know what that, it's all unique for individuals, but it's... um. Like how the fuck would I know that Bob guy, uh, Robert, the actor, yeah, who's got six series of his six seasons of his own fucking show, is the lead actor, is watching my O bike video. How the hell would I know that? And yeah. and I'm so it's I'm so grateful he actually reached out to me because it's like, fuck, it gives you. I said it's like the O bike video for me and the thousand steps video for me. They like little wins, and each one you get, it's just like, okay, I'm not doing this for no fucking reason things are progressing yeah. and it's nice to know. And like whatever that guy, I'd like to catch up with him. He, you know, he's a seasoned actor. It'd be kind of cool to have a chat with him. And yeah. But and I don't think anything more than that. It's like, cool. Yeah, and that's, that's the whole thing. It's the, uh, uh, the difference between having high expectations and low expectations. Both probably works. Mm. Having high expectations, I think th- th- here's probably the trick. Have high expectations of yourself and low expectations of everything else. Mm, mm. Have high expectations in the sense I'm going to show up every day, I'm going to do the work, I'm going to create things with the low expectation that no one fucking cares mm. and no one's going to watch. Yeah. And then that's probably a good formula to actually be fucking happy at the end of the day because, you know, even if it moves a little bit, you know, in a positive way. I was just thinking maybe the reward is so big, you look at musicians we look at big famous YouTubes. The reward is so big because the pain is so high. Like I found yeah. early days of me making videos, for one, learning how to do it. For two, for two, I wasn't okay with myself in terms of like, you know, I was fine, but I was like, I still didn't know myself well. Yeah. Right? And I was self-conscious about how I looked and sounded and all that shit. So breaking through that and maybe that is why – you can be rewarded on the other side of these things so much business, you know, relationships, all the uncomfortable stuff you break through and it's like, fuck, wow, this is what you get from putting in all that fucking pain, putting, you know, during, enduring all that pain. But sometimes and life just kicks you in the dick and you don't get it anyway. Yeah. Well, it's a, but it's that positive, it's a, the positive outcomes for all of these, the mm. shit things that might happen. Like everything is building on, like, you know, a project that fucks up or being rejected is actually like happening right now is a positive thing because it means that you're fucking better equipped for next time. I've got to go eat. I'm so fucking hungry. I'm, I'm actually quite hungry too. And I'm also uh, off to Byron. So Mate, we'll, uh, eat some fruit. We'll, you buy the water. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat, some, I'll eat a nice little fruit salad or something. Bree's telling me I've got to go to a place called The Farm. Oh, in Byron? Um, yes, go to The Farm. Yeah. All right, guys. Everyone, thanks for listening. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Send us an email if you like. We haven't had a, an extra review um, in, a, in probably a month. We've s- sat at 14 ratings or five stars thank you but if you are listening and you have itunes or the podcast app a review really um 
helps other people discover us. So that would be appreciated. We Thanks, also guys. have that PO box as well. PO box 400 Abbotsford, Victoria 3067. Send Enjoy money. your day, TJ. See you, buddy. Catch you, mate.